Hey, welcome to Her Restored Spirit Podcast. My name is Tammy and I'm your host. And today is Memorial Day. And if you're listening to this after Memorial Day, well, just know that this episode dropped on Memorial Day. And it has a significant, this day has a significant purpose, a significant meaning in my life and in my kids' lives and in so many of my family members and my friends. To most people, this day is the start off of barbecue, the summer, the the kickoff. It's a day of celebration. And I do really believe that you should celebrate all of these things and the freedoms that we have. But I also think it's important that we remind ourselves that freedom is never free. That there are so many men and women who have given their lives so that we are able to, well, so we are able to have those barbecues. And in the light of the school shooting that just happened, in the light of the Ukraine war that's going on, we are so blessed to be where we are. We're so blessed to be safe and to have choices. And instead of, well, I don't really want, the purpose of this is not to bring you down and to make it force you to be sad because this is not a sad weekend. Now, it's not really appropriate to say, hey, happy Memorial Day. Um, it's kind of an oxymoron in that. However, we can celebrate those brave souls who willingly signed up for the military and protected our rights. And then we're called to make the ultimate sacrifices. We can also honor their families, the kids that lost their moms and dads way too soon, and just the impact that has made on their lives. And so as you listen to this, and as you um, go about your day, just take a moment to realize how blessed you are. Even when you are feeling really down, and when you are struggling, when you're feeling anxious, anxiety or depressed, or you just are grieving what was. Take a moment to really give yourself that freedom to look at the blessings and the fact that you have that choice, that you are able to live in an area, live in a land that allows you the freedom to express your your desires, your emotions, your needs, when there's so many so many brothers and sisters who are not able to. So with that, I will dive into the episode and let's talk about what to do with these negative thoughts that we've uncovered. Listen in. Hi friend, I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration. 
unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Most of all, let the Word of God fill you and renew your mind every day. When our minds are on Christ, Satan has little room to maneuver. That quote is by Billy Graham, and I thought it was very fitting for what we're going to talk about today, that we're going to dive in. And I'm going to remind you a little bit, like two weeks ago, we talked about the ant journal, because here we are, we're talking about fast tracking your healing. This also, as I was going through, this is a way to get yourself unstuck. It's a way to help you make decisions. It's a way to help you grow in the way you you want to. This isn't just for grief. It is for life. And I think when we look at it in a bigger picture and realize that the things that we're going through right now are part of our life, but they don't have to be the center, that the things we go through right now are definitely shaping and putting a lens through our life. But we also get to decide the level that it affects us. We get to decide how it affects us, why it affects us, um, who, what, when, where, why, how. We get to decide all of that. And that freedom that comes from embracing those decisions, embracing that responsibility, and taking back that and, and being empowered in those decisions instead of feeling paralyzed in them. We talked about the ant journal, the automatic negative thoughts, that the way that we talk our, to ourselves is, well, many of that is not even our fault. It is things that we've caught or things that were placed there before the age of five. And here we are. I mean, I'll just speak for from for myself. I'm 42 and I have recently uncovered a really big ant that has been playing in my mind unconsciously. I did not even realize how much impact it has on my life and how much it's keeping me from getting to where I want to be, how it's getting me to, uh, is keeping me in this feeling well, powerless that I can't control what I want next or that it's unobtainable. But knowing, knowing in my deep, deep part of hearts that it's possible and that's what I want. I want that future that I'm visioning, that I am dreaming about and that it is possible because God says it's possible. And I honestly don't believe he would put things in our hearts that he doesn't give us a way to do. He puts things in our hearts to stir us and to get us moving forward and to actually get us out of our comfort zone because life doesn't happen in the comfort zone. You have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You have to. And because growth and transformation and thriving in life does not happen in your comfort zone. That comfortable fear where you are not really where you want to be but you're not willing to do what it takes to get to the next step. That's not a life. That is not thriving. That is allowing external circumstances and fears and your mind and these subconscious thoughts that you don't even know are there to decide for you how you're going to live. And I don't know about you, but I'm hoping that if you're listening to this, you've already decided, you're like, heck no, that is not what I want. I don't want someone else or my subconscious mind dictating my future. I mean, talk about glass ceiling. 
Like your mind is putting you in your own glass ceiling. You can see above what you want, the life that you are dreaming of. But if you don't uncover and start to replace those things that are keeping you safe, not successful, like you're always going to have that thick glass that you're bumping up against that hurts every time you knock your head, every time. It's one that you just keep hitting and getting pushed against. But it doesn't have to be that way. So I wanted to talk today about what to do with that ant journal. What to do, and and I'm just going to give you a little bit of like insight to it. Um, through coaching, there is a process that we, a step-by-step process that we go through to, um, well, to recognize, to figure out what is true and what's a lie, figure out how that lie has been stopping you, um, looking at the fears around it, um, figuring out what is actually true and identifying those and then understanding how to actually rewire the brain. Like we physically go through steps. We do things and to change the brain chemistry forever. And so that is that process takes a couple of months, but it is an amazing and fulfilling process. But I wanted to give you a little taste. I wanted you to see how the things that you're thinking are really, it's its not only important, but it's a necessity that you start addressing them. And not only that is it's biblical. It is, you know, God says, you know, in Matthew 9, 4, he said, perceiving their thoughts, Jesus said, why are you thinking evil things in your hearts? God knows the things that we're saying to ourselves. And we are harder on ourselves than we are on anybody else. Our thoughts are, you know, we talk to ourselves in a way that we would not even dream of talking to other people. We would not even dream to talk to our kids, our best friends, our parents, our friends, our family. Most of the time, we wouldn't even dream of talking to a stranger in that manner. And yet those evil things that we say to ourselves are stopping us. In Romans 12, one through two says, therefore, brothers and sisters, in the view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. And in this, God is talking about scripture, but it also, in order to really dive into scripture and to understand how God made you, that renewing of the mind is you have to figure out what you have to renew. What thoughts are really stopping you? And one of the big ones, one of the big ones that my a fellow coach and I are really working through, and this is just an example, is why do you think you deserve that? That's just a thought that would run through my mind when I am when I'm trying to go for something that I, I want that's like slightly out of my reach or that's out of my comfort zone that I know that's right there for me. Why do you think you deserve that? Who said you deserve that or you don't deserve that? 
there's so much packed into there. And when I sat down and I started going through the process and pouring into what does that really mean? And is it true? And going to the Bible for truth when it comes to that, I was able to see how by telling myself that I didn't deserve it, it let me off the hook from even trying to obtain it, to try to go for it. And it had nothing really to do with failure. There, that fear of failure that so many of us have, and, and it paralyzes so many of us, it even goes deeper than that. And that's why understanding, and that's why the writing down your negative thoughts, because though I thought it was people pleasing and fear of failure, when I started diving into, you don't really deserve this. That's when I started to, things started to unravel and I started to see my thoughts for what they were. Um, another, another verse is Matthew 16, 23. God turned, to, turned and told Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me because you are not thinking about God's concerns, but human concerns. So many times, we focus on human concerns. We focus on the things that we see. And let's face it, a lot of the things that we see, we see through a lens of our perception and our fears of what might turn, what, well, what they will turn into, not necessarily what they actually are. We also have to look at the brain and realize that our brain is still the same makeup of it cannot tell the difference between like an emotional fear, an emotional emotional threat, and a physical fear or a physical threat, like bodily harm. Our brain is gonna react the same way. So we have to realize and say, okay, in this moment, if I do this, if I talk to this person, if I decide for myself that I want to heal and I want to get unstuck and I want to grow, is it really a physical threat that I'm facing? And what threat is really there and what's true in that? So we have to realize that there's a real enemy that plays into our biggest fears and our smallest fears. Like it, he knows our fears. And those are the thoughts that are going to run subconscious. In Colossians 3, 2, it says, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Again, when we step up and we look at the dreams and the goals and the vision that God has given us and the beautiful work of art that he has placed in the Bible where it, it gives us a place to go to renew our minds. It gives us good, pleasing, and perfect things to put in our minds. We're able to step out of our reality, those earthly things that we are surrounding ourselves with. And again, we're able to please God instead of man. And know that one reason why it's so important to do this, and it's this verse is one that is, it really does help me understand and it motivates me to keep moving no matter how much I fail. And I fail forward, I fail and I try. And really, let's be honest, how many times have we truly failed? And is that also a perception? When you fail, is it a utter destru destruction? 
or is it something emotional that happens and now you can learn from it and you can grow? Most likely it's something that it may have be a temporary pain, but something you can grow from and you can overcome. And so if you see failure as the first attempt at learning and you realize that with every, I mean, if you look at it scientifically, the, they need to fail in order to succeed. That That's not opposites. They go together. You don't know what's right until you've tried what's wrong. And sometimes we have to try a lot of things that's wrong. But God redeems our steps. And he's going to not, like, his purpose, his will, will not be dis- will not be destroyed or thwarted or it will not be, like, we can't screw up his perfect will. Let me just say it like that. But this in Philippians 1.6 says, I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So don't worry about making mistakes. He's asking you to act. He cannot move in you if you do not take that first step and get moving. That I think, what is it? Newton's law, the things in action stay in action. Um, okay, don't quote me with that. I don't know. Um, but but you know, like you heard that in school too. And it makes sense. When you're sitting on the couch, dwelling in your earthly things and your your the grieving your current life, you're not able to see the things above. You're not able to see the things around you. You're not able to move. So you have to get up, stand up and act. And then at that point in life, that point in your that moment is when things can start to happen. So one of the things that I want to talk about that's a really big deal right now is affirmations. And I want you to know that what I'm talking about and these ants and through the process of rewiring, scientifically, affirmations don't work. The way that they are described, the way that they are done, the way that they are presented on Instagram posts and um, in a lot of spiritual realms and different things. And you probably think, Um, Because I know so many of you talk about, well, I do affirmations every day. And the idea behind them is good. And it may make you feel good in the moment. And those are things that they may propel you a little bit. However, they are not going to rewire your brain. They are not going to change your identity and your belief system. And um, I'll take a moment to talk about, so meditating on Bible verses is not the same thing as affirmations. Like that is a, it's a God-given way to renew your mind and to put, you know, your mind, good things go in, good things come out. Crap goes in, crap comes out. Like that is a universal truth. The more you focus on things above and things that are good and, and pleasing, the more you are going to have peace and you're going to feel kinder, nicer, sweeter, like more peaceful. But what I'm talking about is these affirmations and the reason why they don't work and they they are not working for you is because they don't actually address 
those things that are going on in your mind. They don't rewire those stories that you have playing subconsciously. So they may, you, you may resonate with them. You may feel like, oh, this is what I need to hear. However, if you don't get to the bottom of what your story actually is that you're fighting, no matter what affirmation it is, it's, it's someone else's words. It's someone else's story. It's not going to rewrite what you need to rewrite. So it's important that when I talk about affirmations and brain prime, I'm talking about two different things and priming your brain to rewire. And when you look at your ants, and one basic thing you can do is, you know, write those in truth. What's true in that moment? Write that down. Like, not even in that moment, just in, in general. Like the, what you don't get, or mine, you don't deserve this. Well, I know that in life, we don't really get a lot of what we deserve, but it's because of the grace of God that he's offered this. So I can look at it a different way and I can rewire that to, instead of, I don't deserve that, is God has provided blessings for me. That That is one of the truths that I can prime. So the action step that I want, to ta- want you to take today And again, if this is something that resonates and it hits home, don't don't hesitate to reach out because there is a scientific process to do this. And this is a way that you can change so many things that are stopping you simply by renewing your mind, by creating a brain prime that specifically speaks to the subconscious thoughts, those ants that are stopping you. So the action step here though, is just consider, well, one, keep writing your ants down. I guarantee the more you write them down, the more you're gonna become aware of them and that you'll start to see the themes and the one that actually is, you pull this one and they all start to fall. But take it and then write down the truth. What do you know to really be true about that? The the deserving thing, like understanding that, you know, I work really hard and you do get rewarded for working and you, and there are some things that, you know, I, it's okay that I don't feel like I deserve it, but what if I did? What if I was allowed myself to just feel that I deserve this and that I appreciate it and that I'm grateful for it and I don't take it, take it for granted but I realized that, oh no, I really did work for this. My healing, I really did work for it. The health of my kids, I really did work to try to, I mean, I did not do everything properly. I did not do, make all the right choices. I apologized a lot for my healing and for theirs, but I really did work for what we have and where we are. And I truly believe that God has blessed us, but it's also part of the decisions that he's allowed me to make. The decisions that I've made not to make some, do something easy, but do what I knew would get the results that I wanted, that I would, I knew would get the healing that it may have not felt good in the moment, but in the long run, And so when I started reading and I started writing down those kind of things that maybe has nothing to do with being deserving at all, I was able 
to start rewriting those thoughts. And if you rewrite those thoughts, then all of a sudden your beliefs start to change. And when your beliefs change, your, your identity starts to change. And then you can start doing what you want to do. And you can start being who God's created you to be. And you can see your circumstances for what they are and learn what you need to learn out of them. But then you get to decide how they affect you. And so through this series, this fast tracking, your, your healing, and there's so many of you that have reached out about how this has resonated, how this is helping, and you want more about this. You want to, you want to understand and you're ready to heal, to grow, to move, to, to get unstuck. Reach out to me if that's, that is something that you want to do it too. I would love to talk to you. Um, I'm actually, because I've gotten such a good response about this and because this is, these are things that I have actually done. Um, I'm, I'm working on just creating a group of women who want to walk through this together. And so if you want to be part of that, and I, I don't quite know what it looks like yet. Um, my guess is it's going to start probably end of July, early August. We might wait until school gets in session just so we have a little bit of space, but hey, we may not. We may, as soon as I get a couple of people in, we may just dive in and go. So if this is something that you're interested in, if you are ready and this will be a, a safe space that you can, that you can find that healing and that purpose and that, well, you can get unstuck contact me. Let me know that you're interested in fast tracking your, your healing. And, um, and I'll tell you next steps. But again, if you are looking and you, you realize that your brain is stopping you and you are ready to say yes to yourself and you want coaching and you want to see what is possible with coaching, click on the, the call button, click on the discovery call and reach out and let's schedule a 20 minute call just to see what's possible. I just want to take a moment before I get off here just to tell you how amazing you are and how there's so many times we are so hard on ourselves. We are so down on the progress we've made because we should be further along. We could be doing this. We need to be doing that. And look at so-and-so is there, you know, they have gone faster or more successful or whatever. And I'm asking you to put blinders on and just for a moment sit in how God has made you and how he loves you lavishly and how he's proud of you. And those ants that you are writing down, those do not reflect his view on you. And therefore you should, they should not reflect your view on yourself. Just know that God loves you just the way you are. You're not a disappointment to him. No matter where you are, no matter what decisions you've made, he is ready for you to just ask for help. He is ready for you just to pray and hold out your hand and say, say, show me, heal me, restore me. He's ready for that. And you're worthy of that because he loves you. And because I love you. Because your family loves you. Because we need you. And you don't have to do this alone. I hope you have a wonderful week. And enjoy the first couple weeks of summer. And I will see you next week. Bye for now.